This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. So welcome, Olga. We're really happy to have you here. So Olga is a nutritional therapist. She's based in London and her approach is quite scientific. She does, she applies a lot of the latest research and advance in the field of nutrition, nutrigenomics, nutrigenetics, and functional medicine. And she works with very highly complex biodata to identify any imbalances in your body, and then she rectifies those imbalances. Um, and she specializes in weight management. She's a TEDx speaker. There, she has a bunch of specializations like digestive disorders, anti-aging, skin conditions. But what we're going to talk about today, which I'm very excited about, is weight loss. Welcome, Olga. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very pleased to be here, and um, hopefully... Um, I can give you some really good, you know, tips and tricks that um, would help you to manage your weight better. So I know that you have some questions for me. Um, Yes. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, now, I know this is a very long subject. And I have heard you talk on two and a half hours just on explaining how basic nutrition works. But can you explain to us very quickly how nutrition works? You know, our whole conversation is half an hour, so go ahead. Yes, yes, I'll try to. Um, Well, nutrition is so fundamental to our health uh, because we are really built from the things that we eat and uh, Mm -hmm. the food that we eat builds our cells. So this is how important it is. There is, obviously, environment and stress and sleep and everything else is also important for our health, but the things that we eat is perhaps the you know the the biggest priority in Mm -hmm. our health and um you know uh, in terms of weight regulation nutrition is obviously very very important um and this is a good place to start for everyone so if uh um you know and and not everyone's got their their you know there is no one perfect diet that would be suited to everyone and that's another complication i'm afraid um that you know whatever works for me doesn't mean that's going to work for you in the same way and give you the same results and this is why it's really important to find your perfect diet and in that process we need to find out everything about you about how your biochemistry works and how your physiology works and you know what your cells are doing and how your dna plays a role or has an effect on how you metabolize different nutrients so yes, nutrition is is massive thing, and it's just so many um, elements to it, and so many different topics and subtopics in nutrition that are really really important. And perhaps today we're going to cover some of them in more detail. Okay, lovely. So, what are the reasons that people put on weight? You know how people say I don't eat too much, but I'm still putting on weight, or people say I'm on a diet but I can't lose weight. There's a, I mean, a lot of people really struggle with this topic. So, yes. why is that? Yes, well, um, weight regulation is multifactorial. There are so many different reasons why a certain person can have difficulty losing weight, even though mm-hmm. they're following 
perfect weight loss diet or perfectly mm -hmm. balanced healthy diet um, well first of all if someone comes uh, you know with resistant weight loss situation mm -hmm. we normally check uh, all of the potential contributory factors that are yeah. very well known so medical conditions things like underactive thyroid function because mm -hmm. we have um, thyroid hormones and they regulate our metabolism so this is really important for weight regulation if we have an underactive thyroid or you know something that uh, means that you don't produce enough of uh, active thyroid hormones this could be the reason why you know all of your effort efforts in weight loss are just not working at all mm -hmm. so first we need to address your thyroid issue and then you know we will uh, we will see that it will work for for your weight loss as well um uh, other things that are also really important to address will be uh, of course your sleep and mm -hmm. we do know people who don't sleep very well uh, or suffer from insomnia or wake up at night they are more mm -hmm. likely to eat during the day because yeah. you know they feel tired of course uh, so that would be another big contributory factor. Um, the uh, other things that people um, present with um, could be that their gut microbiome is mm -hmm. balanced. So this is another very interesting and big subject. Um, we were seeing more and more uh, scientific uh, uh, evidence uh, about how our gut microbiome helps us in our weight regulation. Right. And this is a, a fairly new field of research, but mm -hmm. it's very, very exciting. So what we see really, there are certain types of bacteria. One of them is called Akkermansia, which is very interesting. So when we test your stool, and we can see if you have Akkermansia in the first place and if you have good level of Akkermansia. Right. So even without seeing a client, a person, I can tell if they yeah. struggle with their weight just by looking at how, many, how much Akkermansia they have in their large intestine. Right. What this Akkermansia does is that when you, uh, you, you can eat almost as much as you want and Akkermansia will block absorption of certain carbohydrates, fats, and calories from the diet that you eat. Right. So, right. And this is the difference between two yeah. people having exactly the same diet. One is losing weight and the other one is not. Just right. because of the gut bacteria. Because so, of, the, okay. Yeah, so this is another thing that we look at. We, uh, if, uh, again, if, if I'm presented with a very challenging weight loss case, so um, then I'll do all of these investigations just to see where exactly the problem is and how we can address that because we can grow that Akkermansia in your right, right. The specific types of fibers that you can have that right. grow specifically. It's, I think it's the brown seaweed, but the oh, wow. fiber from brown seaweed that you need to eat. And also I think it's a glucomanan powder. Uh, again, that's just the fiber. So glucomanan. Glucomanan, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So they're very, very specific, you see. And the research every day comes back with more and more specific things that we need to feed our gut microbiome in order to grow this beneficial bacteria that helps right. with our weight regulation. Right. Very so, exciting, yeah. I know. So is gut microbiome the same as probiotics or not? Yes, yes. So our um, gut microbiome, uh, when mm -hmm. I say microbiome, I refer to different types of bacteria that lives inside of us. Mm -hmm. And we can, if we don't have specific types of bacteria in the gut, 
mm -hmm. when we can use probiotic supplements and probiotic foods okay. to introduce that beneficial bacteria in our large intestine. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. And so how do you recommend people go about their weight loss journey? Because that's the big question, right? That's the what big do we question. Do? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, of course, we need to identify the culprits in your diet. What is it that makes you put on weight or what right. is it that prevents you from losing weight? And it could be anything, really. So we could look at the timing of eating. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's also, again, the new research shows us it's, it's not really, I mean, it doesn't matter what you eat, of course, but it also matters when you eat. It, when you eat it. Yes. 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 So, yes. And it's the whole concept, concept of intermittent fasting and how we can use intermittent right. fasting to aid weight loss. And right. it does work in, in many people. And depending on your uh, schedule or how your, you know, your working life uh, is, we can choose a specific type of intermittent fasting that works for you. The main thing that you need to find is something that works for you long term. It's not right. a diet that you go on and then go off. No, right. this is something that needs to happen once and right. ever. This is the uh, so all of the changes that you do into your diet are, are permanent changes, and you need to be comfortable with them, and they need to work for you, and they need to be effective, of course. So okay. you could look at different types of uh, timing. So right. it could be either. You could just have three meals per day without the snacks in between. That right. helps with uh, weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, or you could just move all of your meals within eight hour fasting periods and just mm -hmm. consume all of your calories there. And well, But the important thing here is to fast for 16 hours. During that fasting window, your body is forced to go into your fat stores and burn them for energy. And this is the only case when your body will be forced to do that. If you provide your body with carbohydrates or sugars or glucose mm -hmm. during that window, you stop fat burning process because your body gets what it needs. It gets the glucose and it can use yes. glucose for energy. It doesn't need to go to your fat stores. Fat stores, yes. Burn them. So you yeah. kind of have to find the way how you can push your body into doing that. And the right. other way how you can do it is, of course, restrict carbohydrates. So this is another very popular method. Right. And from here, you can, we can, of course, there's so many different types of, um, I don't want to call it a diet plan, but I want to call it like a nutri nutrition you know, program, so to say. It could be a low carbohydrate type of eating. It could be um, ketogenic even. You know, the right. ketogenic is quite extreme, but it does work for certain cases when the weight loss is um, required urgently and okay. for example before uh, operations like knee and hip operations surgeons would normally send the clients to us for a very rapid weight loss and this is when we right. use something a bit more dramatic yeah, and, you know restrictive yes, yes. yes. Yeah. um but you know for for each person um i would recommend obviously to work with a professional uh, mm -hmm. to identify exactly where your perfect diet is. Do you need to go low carb? Do you need to go, you know, time-restricted eating? How far do you need to restrict carbohydrates? Um, is it healthy for you? Because, you know, it's not suitable for everyone. Mm -hmm. We do need to run some blood tests just to make sure that your liver and kidneys are fine. 
of course, the restricted eating um, regimes are not allowed for people who had history of eating disorders, for example. Yes, yes. Or who have issues with their stress levels. Because right. if you fast, your body will have a stress response. And yes. if it's already not, you know, you're not tolerating stress very well, it's not going to be beneficial for you. It can damage you. It can damage your health. So you have to be very careful with what you do. So that's why I recommend, of course, working with a professional. Okay. And are there vitamins and supplements that aid with weight loss that you feel that, you know, if someone is on the weight loss journey and they're doing, trying lots of fasts, lots of different diets, is there something you could recommend which can help? Um, yes. Um, well, first of all, we do know that um, there is a link between vitamin D and mm -hmm. weight, but right. the scientists still can't uh, make up their mind what comes first. Mm -hmm. so they think, some scientists think that vitamin D um, deficiency or insufficiency is, right. is a side effect of, uh, of, you know, being overweight. Right. But we also have some scientific evidence to show that if people are overweight and they're struggling to lose weight and they are vitamin D deficient, by supplementing vitamin D, it helps them to lose the weight faster. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Interesting, yes. yes. And in the same way, B vitamins, especially mm -hmm. vitamin B12 and B9, because mm -hmm. they are important for us to metabolize our carbohydrates. So that right. means to make energy from the foods that we eat from carbohydrates from fats from proteins and if we're deficient in b vitamins we're not very we're not going to be very efficient at that process right. and that right. could interfere with our weight loss okay so definitely yes do make sure that you are not deficient in very important nutrients so you can do lots of different tests to see um for example, even iron, I know a lot of women are iron deficient, mm -hmm. especially women who still menstruate, uh, because we lose a lot of iron. And of course, because a lot of um, people are now on vegan type diets. Or yes, yes. Diets. Yeah. So I see a lot of iron deficiency, actually. Um, and that could also be a factor in, in your weight, because imagine right. that you, you have all of the intention to go do a train or to go for a run and eat healthy, but you feel exhausted. But every... you're exhausted. Exactly. Yes. It's... You can't get out of bed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. How effective are you going to be? You're not. Yeah. You need to address that first. Yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot about the question now. <laughs> no, I was just asking about the vitamins and supplements. Okay. Yes. yes, that's right. There are others, as I mentioned before, um, uh, we know that our gut microbiome is important in weight regulation and it's important to feed those good type of bacteria. And we know that they like to eat fiber, fermentable fiber. And this is why eating a lot of vegetables is good for us because they provide fiber. But yeah. you can also get fiber in the supplements. And right. uh, this glucomannan that I mentioned before, right. Right. It actually carries a claim for weight loss because of the studies that... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's very effective. It's been shown right. studies to be very effective for weight loss. But it only works if you, of course, if you also do um, other dietary um, things. Like, right. you know, it's, it's not going to work if you overeat every day and yeah. eat really badly and take the fiber. It's 
probably marginally is going to help, but it's not going yeah. to help you lose weight or achieve your results. So in right. conjunction with, um, you know, finding your perfect diet, um, taking some type of fibers will also effective. Yeah. What about something like magnesium? A lot of people oh. say, you know, you get stressed if you don't have magnesium, your body doesn't lose weight. Is that true? Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Uh, it is true. Um, it is another very uh, big contributory factor. And um, so yeah. stress response is also very important to look into because if we're stressed and um, we have this um, fight or flight response, we produce cortisol, which is a stress hormone. This can interfere with our um, weight regulation as well. And to help that stress response, we, if we take magnesium, we're not going to be that um that reactive to stress or that sensitive to the stressors right. so the stress right. is always there yeah there are some stressors that we can't control what we can control is how right. we react to stressor. and magnesium right. helps us to calm down and not react and that is also helpful yes you're right mm -hmm. yeah. but over here i'd like to say that as olga said it's quite important that you do have your bloods done because if you just start popping, say, a B complex, but your B, you know, your B vitamins are high, or they're towards the top end of the scale, then it's probably dangerous, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, uh, it's very, uh, with B vitamins, it's okay. I mean, if you overdose, uh, because it's a water-soluble vitamin, you're just gonna, you know, pee it out. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's not going to, it's basically your money down the loop. That's it. Mm. So it's not going to help you if you are not deficient. But in certain uh, cases, it, it can actually be dangerous. Like vitamin yeah. D, for example, if you are not yes. deficient and you take high amount of vitamin D as a supplement. It's toxic, right? Toxic, yes. Mm. It's toxic. And, it, you know, you, you can get, end up in the hospital. So that's yeah. pretty serious. So you, you need to be careful. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And what are the factors, Olga, do you think, besides the obvious, besides, you know, nutrition and exercise and supplements, what else uh, assists in weight loss? Um, as I mentioned, the sleep is very important. Um, our environment is very important. Uh, we need to consider um, things like um, xenoestrogen. So perhaps mm -hmm. uh, if someone's very sensitive or hormonally sensitive, Mm -hmm. And you, um, you use, you know, a lot of um, uh, cleaning products or household products or mm -hmm. you know, medics or makeup or skincare products. We absorb all of that through our skin, mm -hmm. through our bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's, uh, you know, bad chemicals, toxic chemicals, they can yes. interfere with our um, hormonal balance. And yes. of course, that can have an effect, a very negative effect on our weight, weight loss efforts. Um, other things like meditation, for example, um, is help is helpful for us to reduce our stress response. Right, that would help, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's, there, there are a lot of different things to, that come to mind. So we need to really, when we when I take a client, I kind of try to learn everything about them. So it's a, right. a holistic approach. It's not, right. yeah. Which is what I was going to ask you. I'm going to turn on commenting and let people ask the questions. But in the meanwhile, can you tell us what is your process? How do you go about testing a person for their weight? And I let people send in their questions. Yes. yes. Sure. Tell us. 
Um, when a client comes to my clinic, I ask them to complete a nutritional questionnaire first. Um, it's five pages nutritional questionnaire where um, people talk, uh, tell me about their signs and symptoms. So the signs and symptoms sometimes are a good indication of deficiencies or could be good indication of deficiencies. Mm -hmm. So, and that helps me narrow down the specific tests that I, I would recommend then. Just looking at, you know, how are you tired or when are you tired exactly? If you're tired in the morning, I'm looking at iron, I'm looking at thyroid. If you're tired in the afternoon, I'm looking at your stress response and mm -hmm. blood sugar regulation. So, you know, it gives me a really good indication um, of what to do with the client, how to customize and tailor my program to the client. And once they've done the, the um, questionnaire, I will, um, I will, will have a, a, an initial consultation, which is about an hour. And then we decide on the changes in the diet. If they need to happen, obviously, we'll discuss and kind of um, agree a plan or certain changes to the diet. And then we just monitor them for the next four weeks and see how effective they are. If they're mm -hmm. not effective or if the client can't cope with them or they're too you know, unrealistic changes, we'll try something else. There's always right. something else to right. try. And meanwhile, of course, we'll do the tests necessary. And then when they come back, it also helps me to um, find or, or to tailor the program to the client further to, for it to be more effective. Like, for example, right. recently had a client and uh, we tried time-restricted eating. So she was eating for eight hours and she was eating very healthy as well and she didn't have much to lose at all but she really struggled with that you know last five kilograms and nothing worked and actually it right. worse and then we did her stress response we, we took her cortisol test and her cortisol was very high throughout the day mm -hmm. and that means she just can't fast it's right right and then i had to put her on five small meals per day instead and guess what happened? She lost the weight and she's super wow. now. But wow. I wouldn't have known it un un until I've done the tests, you see? So what is the best response you've had? Like, what is the best weight loss story? Your best, without obviously giving away client confidentiality. Yeah, so I was saying that the, uh, the most effective one I had was 30 kilograms in eight months. Uh, oh but my the, God. Yeah, but the person was, you know, a lot to lose. She had a lot to wow. lose, obviously. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Okay, I will come to the client questions now. So the first one is, what happens, what helps in reducing stubborn belly fat? Well, first of all, we have to identify why you have it in the first place. Is it just on your belly? It, does it look like it's um, love handles? So it's like a spare, At the spare tire around? Yeah. If it's that, I would probably say it's the carbohydrate and sugar excess in the diet. It could be as easy as that, yeah. Okay, okay. And it could also be hormones, right? Very often belly fat just sits on the... Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. belly fat is hormones. Okay, the next question is, can we increase gut biome randomly or are there different ways to go about it? There are know. different ways to yeah. go about it, yes. And again, it needs to be tailored to you personally. So don't just start popping in pills which say you increase gut microbiome, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there are obviously uh, broad guidelines that you can use eating more colored vegetables. Mm -hmm. Colors help us, you know, grow different types of gut microbes. Yes. Um, 
to eat a lot of fiber. So that also helps because it feeds our gut microbes. Um, obviously try and go organic because that helps because, mm. you know, pesticides can sometimes damage our gut microbiome, you know, artificial sweeteners damage our gut microbiome, antibiotics, uh, air pollution, stress, poor sleep, all of these are negative factors. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of using all of this and trying to make everything better would help. But if you're still struggling, we do need mm-hmm. to identify your specific problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you get rid of bloating? That's an interesting one. It yeah. depends on when you get the bloating. So if you yeah. get the bloating within an hour after eating, mm-hmm. this suggests that you have a, um, a bacterial overgrowth in your small intestine. And this an is an hour. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we're supposed to have bacteria in the large intestine, but we are not supposed to have bacteria in the small intestine. Okay. Small intestine is seven meters long, and this is where we absorb and digest our food. If we have bacterial overgrowth there, bacteria just starts eating fermentable fibers from the food that you've just ah. eaten. And they ferment it, and they produce gas as a byproduct. And this is the gas that bloats you. Okay, interesting. And then happen. if you have it later, you said one hour with small intestine. What are the other scenarios? The other scenarios, it could be within two hours, uh, which still suggests small intestine, but mm-hmm. it would, um, we would suggest to do the test to see first, if that's the case, yeah. Because then it's a completely different approach. If you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you will feel bloated after vegetables, after legumes, you know, lots of people react to lentils and beans. That's another sign. Garlic mm-hmm. and onion is, is a big one because they contain very high amount of fermentable fiber. And this is when pe- people have very bad reactions with regards to bloating if they have overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine. In the small then, intestine. then it's not helpful because you're going to feel ill every time you eat fiber. So we have to yeah. completely change your program. So that, yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the things which I thought was very interesting when I heard you talk in detail about the small intestine, because a lot of people talk about the intestines, but they leave that bit out about the bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, someone wants to know, what is the best probiotic that you can recommend? Um, again, I would rather choose a probiotic uh, based on your stool test results. Um, but uh, in general, uh, I do like, um, I like um, OptiBac probiotics. They have uh, a range of different, they're quite specialized, I think now. Uh, I think there is one for women there that I take. Actually, I quite like that. And there is right. one for people who are on antibiotics and there's one for traveling. So you can right. use it that way. I also like BioCult probiotic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they only have one, but they have like, um, I think it's 14 different strains in them. So they, okay. they would be effective as well. But again, they are contraindicated if you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I see. Taking I see. probiotics is not going to help and perhaps even gonna make you worse with, with your bloating. Okay. And then someone is asking, is, da- is dairy bad? Um, not necessarily. Uh, again, it depends. Uh, can you digest dairy? We can test for that. Do you have the, the genetics or DNA that can build the enzyme that digests lactose in dairy? If you don't have it, 
you're not going to digest lactose and it will be fermented in your gut. It will produce yes. some kind of symptoms, gastrointestinal symptoms. Yeah. So it's a good way to tell. Or yeah. some people have sensitivity to case casein, which is the main um, mm -hmm. uh, protein in, in protein, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes, for, for example, um, a, a lot of, a majority of uh, European white population, we do have the enzyme, but like, for example, uh, a lot of Asian populations, you just don't have the enzyme to, to digest la lactose at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess we've overdone the lactose. We've grown up having so much lactose, some of us. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, now someone has the opposite issue. Uh, there's someone here who's saying he had jaundice in 2008 and since then he's unable to put on weight. Oh, Can you, yeah. That's interesting as well. Um, I would probably still check your stool test just to see what maybe you have some kind of parasite or maybe some kind of worm or some kind of potentially pathogenic type of bacteria because mm -hmm. jaundice is, is quite serious, isn't it? This is when your bile just goes into your blood. Yeah. And yeah. So it, it, it makes me think something happened, maybe some kind of food poisoning, maybe you picked up mm -hmm. some kind of pathogenic bacteria and that could prevent you from weight gain, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Someone else is asking that they have bloating every day at night, no matter what they eat. Looks like they need some tests done, right? Yeah. And that's probably SIBO, yeah, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, yes. Mm -hmm. um, how good is pickle for gut health? It, yes, pickle. Pickle, uh, and I'll ask you about kombucha and all fermented things while we're talking about that. That's, yeah. Yes, all of the fermented things are, are probably better than probiotic capsules because mm -hmm. they contain more bacteria. Like yeah. a, a teaspoon of sauerkraut contains more life bacteria than a whole pack of, su you know, supplements. Right. Probiotic supplements. Um, and also, uh, you know, depending on how, how they were made and which bacteria was used to ferment mm -hmm. those products. And all of the products are fermented with different types of bacteria because some of the, uh, you know, fermentation is natural process. Um, without the use of any starter cultures even. Uh, so they are more beneficial, I would say, than probiotics. Mm -hmm. So natural probiotics, you'd natural. say like yogurt or kombucha or anything that's more natural and, okay. Yes. Thank you. And the last question I have for you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, someone said in some, some days they burp a lot and some days they don't. Uh -huh. So what could be the reason for that? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, well, the same reason, really. So uh, thinking out logically, uh, burp is the air that's trying to escape your digestive system. Either when you eat, you swallow a lot of air, try maybe to eat slower, maybe to chew, more, yes. chew better. Yeah. If that doesn't help, so something's producing gas in your in the small intestine. That's my thinking mm -hmm. straight away, mm -hmm. because that gas needs to escape somehow and you, yes. have, you know, go through here or through the other end. So, yes. Yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one last question, and that is, what helps in reducing water retention? Is there anything you can recommend? Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, most important thing, I, get, I think most effective thing would be to reduce salt. That definitely helps. Yeah. Um, 
Um, one thing I really love doing and it does help is the dry skin brushing mm -hmm. with the dry skin. So that's before shower for a couple of minutes. And there are lots of um, tutorials online you can find how to mm -hmm. do it properly because you have to do it from the extremities to, towards, towards your, your heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. So that really helps. Uh, diet, I would probably say, um, I mean, we get water retention if we're sensitive to some kind of foods that can happen. So maybe try an elimination diet and see what you're sensitive to. You probably will get that straight away. Like lots of people I, I, I know react to coffee, for example, mm -hmm. in that way, or caffeine. Um, some people react to dairy in that way. It's just, it just shows some kind of food intolerance, I would say. But tell me, can you remove food intolerances? Because oh. everyone I know has some sort of a food intolerance. So if you sorted out people's gut, can you yeah. remove food? Yes, completely? Yes, we can. We can. We can certainly reduce how you react to foods. Um, can we remove it completely? Yes, I had cases when um, it wasn't allergy, it was food intolerance. Okay. Uh, or food sensitivity and we did manage to to remove any symptoms of that completely after healing the gut yes mm -hmm. okay thank you olga it was so amazing having you here today i will put all olga's contact details thank you olga i love that chat i'm going to try and apply some of your uh some of your recommendations and let you know you can Take also care. mention that i i offer a 10% discount on my services yes. for everyone yes. who was on the call today. Yes. yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Olga's very kindly offered to um, give you people a 10% discount. So please take advantage of that. Thank you, Olga. Take thank care. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.